on this 33rd Sunday in ordinary time. The Lord wants us to reflect and open our hearts to see what will happen in the future. We do not know when, but there will be moment and time when the world that we know, the way it is right now, will no longer be that way. The Lord wants to prepare us for that moment when the things that we know of will change, drastically will change. There'll be a cataclysmic event that will no longer have this world the way it is, but it will, will undergo profound change. But also the Lord wants to prepare us for his second coming. And, and he's giving us encouragement, consolation of the knowledge of the truth of the future, but also that we will be ready and prepared for any moment the Lord is calling us to himself. So first of all, it's the how are we prepared today by God's word? First of all, we read the book from the prophet Daniel. What do we see? He has a vision. Daniel has a vision, vision of the end time. And he sees this, in this vision, a time of great, great and unsurpassed distress in the world, a time of difficulty. And it is so much so that this type of distress was not seen since the beginning of time, which means it would be great distress. Then he sees um, the uh, the uh, my, Archangel, Archangel Michael, the great prince, the guardian of people, protecting them from the onslaught, from the difficulties. And, and it says here, and at that time, your people shall escape everyone who's found in the, written in the book. So not only do we have a sign of distress, but also immediately a promise that all those who are in the written in the book of life, those who are faithful to God, shall be saved. And so not only those who are still alive, but even those who are asleep in the dust of the earth will awake. And, and some will live forever, others shall be an everlasting, shall be an everlasting horror and disgrace, which means there's, there's a judgment here, and some will be uh, arise to receive the life of grace, life of God, eternal salvation, and those who will not. They'll, they'll, yes, they'll rise, but into everlasting horror and disgrace. But again, this is something that Prophet Daniel says in his vision, but the wise, which the wise, the wise are those who follow the Lord, because wisdom, God is ultimately wisdom, shall shine brightly like the splendor of the firmament, and those who lead the many to justice, again, to God's ways of, of living, shall be like the stars forever, and they will live. So first of all, we are right introduced into the theme by the, by the prophet Daniel of the end times, difficulties, and yet at the same time, the resurrection, judgment and resurrection. So this is what we have. But in our gospel, what we have, in, and we have to start off, how did Jesus come to that moment where he really shows us what will happen? And, and so, Today's gospel sort of kind of goes right in the middle of things. You know, we have heard of a widow. Remember the widow in the in temple? You know, the widow who gave everything she had, all her savings, for the glory of God. She gave everything. And so immediately after, 
what we have is the, um, the disciples are with Jesus. There's four of them, Peter, James, John, and Andrew. So two brothers, two sets of brothers are with Jesus. And, and, and one of them says to the Lord, he says, look at this beautiful temple. Look at these huge stones. Look how mar marvelous this, this temple is. And, you know, and, and I'm kind of uh, paraphrasing slightly, but, but actually it is. It is his words, you know, uh, the, the words that, that he uttered. You see these great buildings, you see these great stones, and then Jesus responds to him. And, and Jesus says, but there's one day you'll see these great buildings, not a, one stone will be left on another, all will be turned on. And so here it is. The Lord speaks, and then they walk from the temple to the Garden of Gethsemane, Garden of Olives. As we know, again, temple, Gethsemane, and we know what follows from there, crucifixion. So the Lord in Gethsemane, in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, the, the, is there, and the Peter, James, and John continue to ask him, Lord, tell us when will this occur? In that beautiful temple, temple, even though it was destroyed, was rebuilt, where for a thousand years the sacrifices are taking place, this temple will no longer be there. Not a stone upon stone will remain, and it's that way to this very day, 2,000 years later. And then Jesus begins to explain to them, when will this happen? And so what will the, be the signs that all this is coming to an end? And Jesus says, be on your guard. Do not be misled. There will be many who attempt to impersonate me. They'll say that I am here, and they'll claim that, you know, that he's the one who has come, the Messiah, messianic figure, whatever, whoever he is, that he's the one. But the Lord says, do not be, do not panic, do not be afraid, because there will be wars, and there will be, there will be a distress, there will be persecution, but this is not the end. You'll be persecuted for the gospel. But then he speaks of this great tribulation. And, and it will be greater tribulation than has ever occurred in the history. And the Lord says greater than any between God's work of creation and now and for all the time to come. Something great, this great tribulation. Already book of Daniel speaks of this tribulation. But Jesus reaffirms it. This will be something greater than we can ever imagine, that we can ever experience. And, and so, so, so what we have here is the Lord says, not only there will be such a thing, but he says, indeed, had the Lord not shortened this period, not a person would be saved. So the Lord in his mercy uh, has, has uh, already done something special for us this cataclysmic event, whatever it may be, because the sun will, come, will no longer shine, moon will also be darkened, and sun and the stars will be falling, whatever it is, this cataclysmic event that will take place. And you know, we may not be that far off. Some scientists are speaking of the change of, of, the, uh, of, the, of the magnetic fields from south to north, whatever it is, it may come. It will produce incredible, change, but this will come from, from outside. It's not exactly from sun, from the waves, whatever it may be. I am not going into it because I, this is something that 
goes beyond let scientists talk about it. But the fact is that Jesus speaks of this cataclysmic event. Something will occur and it, and it will take place. And But it says, the Lord says that if he had not already shortened it, no one would be saved because of great fear, whatever it may be, distress. Because when we are afraid, we, are, we lose perspective, we lose hope, we lose faith. And says, but the Lord once again says, don't be misled. Don't be misled. Don't be, don't be pulled aside by some interpretations or some messianic figure that you give you the, the reasons why and what he should do and what we should, do, we should be taking, doing, what should be taken care of. So now, but we have this great event, sun darkens, moon sheds light no longer, stars fall, heavenly hosts are shaken, the whole universe is shaken. Now, and the Lord says here to us, but then at that very moment, the son of man, again, this is that, that from the book of Daniel, the son of man is not just like any person. He is the son of man. He's our representative. He's the Lord Jesus. He's the Lord of glory, fully, 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 fully human, fully divine. The son of man will, be, will appear, will come in the clouds. So during this most difficult time, Jesus will come. Jesus will appear in the sky. This is what the scripture says to us. This is what we can anticipate. And remember, God's word is never removed. God's word is always true. God has spoken the truth. And so this is what we are to anticipate. Now, the, uh, we continue. So the son of man will appear in the crowd. And you, this, and this is a description of triumphant return of Jesus, triumphant of Jesus. But when it will happen, Jesus, Jesus says, "Oh, it's reserved to the Father." We do not know, so we do not know when, when these things will happen. Now, but the, 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 there's, there's a great thing about this whole thing. It's not just the fear, and the signs by which we are to see this coming, but what fo follows. The, the Lord returns. The Lord returns to us, and He wants us to take, God, take, take it to Himself. And, and, and this will be a moment of resurrection from the dead. So it's not the signs that we're supposed to be afraid, not the anticipation, because the Lord says, I already have shortened this difficult time. But He's saying to us, But I'll come, I'll return, I'll be with you, I'll take you, I'll take you with me. Where? To paradise. Where? To, 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 the, to the life of glory, of everlasting glory. And so you see, this is, where, this is where, on one hand, we have an anticipation of something difficult, but on the other hand, it's also a proclamation of something which is great, beautiful, there'll be an end. So this world in which we live, with the incredible things we have around us, all this come to an end, because there's a new reality that's awaiting for us. This will come to an end, but now, not only are we supposed to look forward to the second coming, we're supposed to look forward to this new reality, new heavens and new earth prepared for us, but we are to also get ready to do something about, because that we, we want to be there. We want to be included in the book of life. We want to be included in those that, that have followed him and received, because there's a judgment that will come, and then the judgment 
will ask us for the accounting of what we have done with his gifts, what we have done with the gift of life, what we have done with the gift of faith, what we have done with the gift of, of love, what we have done with the gift of Eucharist. Did they produce fruit? Or are we kind of all focused on ourselves and collapsed? Everything collapsed because I wanted just to enjoy this life and I don't care about anybody else because precisely that's not the path to which we shall be uh, received into the in, into the paradise because only those who love it's a paradise of love not paradise of selfishness not paradise of for me alone it's a paradise of love and those who love those who care those who live their faith those who protect human life those who are peacemakers those who are and merciful to others, all those that from the Beatitudes we know, those are the ones who shall inherit the paradise. And so this is what, what shall we do because there will be an accounting. So the Lord will be asking us, what did we do? But the Lord knows who we are, and so therefore he provides for us all kinds of means. First of all, he gives us knowledge what to do. His commandments, love the Lord, live the code of holiness, live the life of grace, pray, help. Those are the means by which we shall be with him because we love him as a sign of loving him because ultimately all bounds. But the reason we love each other is because we love him, because we believe in his promises. We believe that he will provide for us everything that we need. The second aspect today, and this is something very important, is that even though we are to look forward joyful anticipation of the second coming of the Lord every time we celebrate Mass, in joyful anticipation, the prayer between our Father and, and, the, um, and receiving Holy Communion. We speak every time we gather for Mass, we anticipate in joy. It's a joyful anticipation of the coming of the Savior and giving us the freedom, giving us life, everything that we ever long for will be given to us. But now, but, but in mean, the meantime, and this is something very important, is a second reading today, and it speaks to us about, about what the Lord has done through in Jesus Christ in his own son, that he offered one sacrifice, one sacrifice, because it was a sacrifice, atoning sacrifice of a son of man. Therefore, there's no need for continuous sacrifices, of, especially in a temple of Jerusalem, where there were many, many temples, temples uh, sacrifices, or animal, uh, animal sacrifices, Holocaust sacrifices. And the Lord says to us, there will be no need for that in the, in the letter to the Hebrews, because there's only one sacrifice of the Son of God and Son of Man who did it for us. He took upon himself all our blame. He took upon himself all our sins. He took upon himself all evil. And he took it upon the cross, offered himself, and he offers in exchange life, glory, happiness. This is what he's done. And this is why the letter to St. Hebrews tells us that we don't have to be afraid. We shall be in the book of life if we embrace the sacrifice that he has given to us. And I sometimes keep on repeating, when we have a prayer at the chaplet, I offer you the body and blood, eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son and our Lord Jesus Christ in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. We pray that through the sacrifice of Jesus, we may receive the forgiveness of sins. 
that we may receive. And this is not only for ourselves, but we all praying continuously for everyone else, for the whole world. And, and, and the Eucharist is precisely this very same sacrifice of Jesus Christ, because it's not priest doesn't repeat it. We only bring it, bring the reality of the sacrifice of Christ to us. Because the celebration of the Mass, Holy Mass, is that we do in his name, because we ask us, do in, my, in memory of me, and do this in memory. Take the bread, take the wine. This is my body broken for you. This is my blood shed for you. The blood of the new covenant, a covenant relationship with God, covenant of love. And so this, and then give it to all the others. And so the Eucharist, as we celebrate, is, a, is an offering of that which Jesus gives to us, to us in time. The sacrifice once given, once made, is offered to us in time. So today, so the fruit of God's cross, of Jesus' suffering and death is given to us. And we partake of that suffering. This is an incredible thing about the Eucharist. This is incredible, whether it's offered in whatever way, whether it's good preaching or not so good preaching, whatever it is, this is what the Lord is giving to us through the Eucharist. This is giving us his mercy, his love, forgiveness. He's transforming us, the power to divinize us. This is what he gives to us. And yes, it may, may not, people may not always be able to receive, you know, sacramentally the reality, but those who are watching can also receive spiritually. That's when we have this prayer each time after communion that we may receive and welcome him spiritually because he is giving us this gift of love, of mercy. He's giving us the very, very life of God. And so that's why we don't have to be afraid of the future because we shall be written in the book of life. We shall be men and women who are saved, but we, in our part, we have to ask the Lord to help others. So many people who do not believe, those who have become lukewarm, those who have been disillusioned by poor example of us as priests, poor example of all of us as Christians. We, have, we, gave, we do not give the full truth in our own humanity, broken as we are, and yet the reality of God is with us. His word is here, which guides us. The church is here. The church, which is the mystical body of Christ, who possesses all the gifts that we have. It is, it is with us. It's given to us. We don't have to be afraid. And so this way we can be prepared for the moment of the second coming, and perhaps even more so at this moment, because, you know, our lifespan is very short, as you know. As we know, our short, the life goes so quickly, sometimes goes too quickly. And, and so at least if the Lord calls us to himself at any moment, that we will be ready. We'll be ready to say yes to God. Thank you for calling me. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for giving me the grace to love you, to know you. Thank you for the grace of knowing the truth that I don't have to be afraid, that I don't have to be afraid of the future because you're with me. Wherever you are and wherever I am, if you are with me, then I don't have to be afraid because you always help me out. You always be there for me. This is why our faith has to be a personal acceptance of our Lord Jesus, have to be commit, committed acceptance. I say, yes, I do believe. And then in an ongoing way, we have to always say to him, I need you. I can't do it without you. I need your help because I'm assailed by, by my own weaknesses, by attacks of evil one, by temptations. I'm assailed by my memories, my resentments, my so painful, painful memories of things that have, have happened to me. 
If you're with me, you'll heal me. If you're with me, I know that you'll take care of me. And so this is why today, even in that responsorial Psalms, because you, Lord, you are my inheritance. You are my portion and my cup. It is, it is you to whom I hold on fast because you said before me everything. I shall not be disturbed. So therefore my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body too abides in confidence. Why? Because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld. No, you will not suffer the faithful ones to be, to be rejected, to undergo corruption because you are my life. You are the path. You are my, the, the, you are my, my way and my life, the way that leads to, to eternal happiness. And you are my life because you are the only one who can. There's no one else. There's no other reality that can bring forth the, the, the divine and joyful paradise. So may we then today, as we continue with the sacred liturgy, as we come to an, to an end, the liturgical end of the year, as you know, next, next Sunday, Christ the King, and then Advent, we'll begin the new cycle again. But today, the Lord wants us to be ready. Do not be afraid, but be ready. Because just as, just as spring in the spring, the fig tree blossoms and there's buds and there's, there's also fruit, in the same way, the truth of God's future will take place. The word of God can never be changed, can never be undone. What he says is truth. And he who will come again will give us eternal life, the life that will never end, life of glory, a lot of happiness in paradise. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.